the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello there. Oh, I've been looking forward to this program for a long, long time. You like to laugh? Well, we're going to be doing some laughing here, and we're going to have some fun doing it. You know, there was a saying that used to go, he who, or he or she who laughs last, laughs best. And then there was a variation of that saying, he who laughs, lasts. And I think that's a true statement, my friend. And the scripture says that a merry heart, and we're not talking about a, a, an announcer by that name. I'm saying a merry heart in scripture does good like a medicine. So get ready for uh, some double shots of medicine so that you can be gleeful, gleeful through this hour. Kaz Taylor here with my guest hosts. I want to introduce uh, Therese Byrne. She's been a friend for a long time. Hey, Therese. Hey, everybody. (laughs) And Lauren Gilbranson. Hey, Lauren. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are comedians. And uh, you're going to have fun in the first hour because we're going to do some, they're going to, they're going to do some shticks, but I may not be able to help myself. Yeah. And my wife will scold me for interrupting them. And when I get home, I go, honey, how was, how was the show? And she goes, it was good except for you. <laughs> okay. So, you know, before we, uh, when Therese and, uh, Lauren, what we generally do at the beginning of the show to take care of some other business, we do that. And then we just jump into our segments and you have the whole hour minus some of the things that I'm getting ready to do right now. So if you have color commentary on these things, you're welcome to do that. And uh, if not, uh, mum's the word. Okay. Mum's the word. Sounds Is that okay? Good. Yeah. Okay. Mom. Well, you, I, I know enough about you, Lauren, that you, it's impossible to be mum for long, although you do mime. Maybe mime's the word. <laughs> mime's the word. <laughs> you know, my listening friend, one of the things that we really need to pay attention to on a serious note is what's going on in California and the legislature here. They're trying to pull quick ones over on us. And uh, one of them is, is uh, only allowing uh, in, uh, two people in the primary uh, vote process and also some other legislation that has to do with gay and lesbian rights and things like that where counselors that ha- want to counsel biblical truths some of these people could get into big trouble. So you need to be very aware of what's going on in the state of California. And some people say, Lauren uh, and Therese, as California goes, so goes the nation. Mm-hmm. And I would say as the nation goes, so goes the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there, America has a big influence and California, fortunately or unfortunately, has a big influence on what's going on in California. Uh, people's lives and beyond. So uh, if you want to find out more about what's going on in our state capital and kind of hold their feet to the fire, I'm going to give you an email address of, of a person that you can find out more information about this. The email address is Glenda, G-L-E-N-D-A, 
Roca, R-O-C-C-A. So it's Glenda Roca at Comcast.net and say, what's going on in the world of uh, politics and what do I need to know about as a Christian? So there you go. So Therese, yes. my good friend from, you know, more you, we've been friends for longer than you are old. <laughs> <laughs> must, have, must have been just toddlers, right? Yeah, since the 80s. Why, my, my. Yeah. And she's not talking about since we were 80 years old. She's talking no. about since the 1980s. Yes. And Lauren, it's good to have you. I've heard a lot about you. Well, that's good. Um, if you oh, heard please. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's been substantiated too, so I, I like that. <laughs> we, let's find out a little bit about uh, Gil Bronson and uh, Byrne. What's going on with that, Teresa? You mean, well, currently we've got a, a comedy show that we do. It's yeah. a situation comedy, and we do. Uh, it's a live show that we do. Um, uh, actually, our next show is coming up on April twenty seventh. Yes, and they can get information at our website at fyelive.com. dot what, what, what are the acronym? What's the acronym? Fyelive dot com. So it stands for for your entertainment. Yes, and, and there's an exclamation point, but you don't even mention that. Well, not in the website. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> We just like to have fun with people, and uh, we do a lot of improv uh, with people in the audience, and Lauren does some mime, and um, we have a few goofy songs and things that we do. Right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we like to always interact with the audience and have them interact with us. We encourage uh, heckling. and uh, So, Kaz, we- you're welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And what else? You, you noticed early on I didn't even ask for the information about what they do, and she immediately gave you information so you can find out more about them. This is very well done. Cut to the chase. Yeah, cut right to the chase. (laughs) Okay, um, you guys have been performing together for some time. Tell us a little bit about that and what that has looked like and maybe how it has evolved. Well, gosh, we met back in the 80s. A good friend of ours, Michael Geyer, had a a drama group uh, at, at Horizon, and I think Lauren started working with him first, mm-hmm. and then I came kind of tagging along. And I'm not exactly even sure, Lauren. Maybe you remember how we first started doing our our stuff together. Uh, I just remember you were the uh, accomplished uh, piano player. At Ooh, one point and, uh, I've heard her; she's very good. Know. Yes, and uh, I don't remember exactly when we started together, but uh, it was somewhere soon after uh, the drama group that uh, the church wanted us to do different things, yes. you know, to promote yes. uh, certain... And then industries. were these skill sets that you already had, the comedy thing, or did you just craft them as a result of the need? Did the need... Yeah, the actually, uh, I was always doing comedy since uh, since school, uh, being sent to the office all the time because I'm always, like, interrupting a <laughs> class. And that. In fact, um, uh, I was sent to the office so many times, he finally gave me work in the office, <laughs> filing and whatnot. But um, I remember a specific time it was in school uh, because our family moved from school to school to school, you know, yes. place to place, place that it was hard to make friends. And so I would just, you know, try to do something funny mm-hmm. the first day and then everything else would be fine then. And I remember one time I was in fifth grade, just came into class and the teacher said, did you see the in front of the class? Did you uh, stop and see the nurse? And I said, why am I sick? And the <laughs> the class just bust up laughing, except for one kid who was the class comedian, and I. Yeah, you upstaged him. That's upstaged not a good him. thing, especially and if they're big people. They were. He was my bully for that uh-huh. club, for that like school that. year. Yeah. Okay, and you're an accomplished musician. You play the piano. Uh, yeah, I play I, the piano, and uh, I, I think I've heard you. She's yeah. one of the women that never loses her keys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to be doing these barbs. 
on on the show. So you, you one of the things that you guys do, you talk about good clean entertainment. You don't call it Christian entertainment per se. You call it good clean entertainment. What's the strategy behind that? Well, basically, uh, the shows that we do are clean, and it, it's a reflection on who we are. Uh, we don't label it, you know, Christian comedy or anything. It's just comedy. It yes. happens to be clean, so it's it's for anybody that just wants a clean show. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's kind of my heart that I think believers, whatever profession they're in, um, should should be a f- reflection of what they are. Yes. So. Yes. And you know, the church for a long time has said, okay, well, these are the slots where you can participate and do ministry. But if it doesn't fit in there, you kind of have to go outside the church environment. And that's changing. And I think with the kingdom age coming in to its own uh, volition in San Diego and beyond, uh, pastors are beginning to say, what's the talent? What's the skill set that this person has? How can part of what we do embrace that and let them minister in their own skill set and in their own calling and look out world when the church actually functions on all the cylinders like that? And that's true, I think, for the entire entertainment industry. You know, I lived in L.A. for years. Yes. And there's a lot of believers up there that are just uh, in, in the industry working um, and, and being a light right there, whether, yes. whatever TV show or film they're working on. Yep. Uh, we we had the, uh, the movie pre- premiere in San Diego, I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. And Madeline Carroll was the female lead on that. So she's come come on and she says exactly the same thing. Right. And you know, there is a, a move going on under, under kind of underground in Hollywood where believers are beginning to have an impact and box offices are starting to be influenced as well. And so when that happens and when you're talking money and profits, mm-hmm. then Hollywood pays a little bit more attention yeah, exactly. about things like that. So uh, it's really great to have you. And, you know, one of the things that we're going to do in the next segment is I've got a four pack of Padres tickets, my listening friend. And in the next segment, we're going to do have callers call in and I will designate the certain number of caller to call in and they will get this four pack of the San Diego Padres uh, April um, uh, yeah, I think it's April 28th. It's the, the Faith and Family Night uh, venue going on in San Diego. The Padres playing against the Mets. The Mets have a pretty good record these days. Padres, they're working on it. So stay with us for the next segment as well. We're going to have Gil Bronson. Gil Branson, I think, is a better way to pronounce it, isn't it? And yeah. Byrne? The, the, the comedy, team, or you can mispronounce it, and that'll be funny as well. <laughs> We're going to be talking more about that and hear some of their skits as we come back. But do not go away. We are going to have some fun. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So stay with us. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hey, you know the things I really love about Come Together San Diego and the broadcast that we do 5 to 7 p.m. live on Saturdays is, is varied. And I like to do varied things, you know, because the body of Christ is a varied body. You know, Christ is just not a, a, a teacher or a pastor or an evangelist or an apostolic mentality um, or a prophetic mentality. He's all things to all men that he will save as many as receive him. And so his body needs to reflect that flexibility as well. So I love doing the come together San Diego because it is, has is various and flexible. Now uh, you're not going to be able to see this because it's radio, but I'm going to have uh, Teresa in a moment uh, stand on her head and, uh, 
<laughs> bend over backwards. She bends over backwards all the time anyway, because that's the kind of woman that she is. But we've got uh, <laughs> Therese Byrne and uh, Lauren Branson with us on this whole hour, and we're going to have them set, we're gonna set them free to do some comedy things. But before we do, I just want you to remember in this segment, my listening friend, get ready with that finger to punch the dial, because we're going to be giving away Padre's ticket within a Padre four-pack uh, to the Faith and Family Night on April 28th. We're going to give one of those four packs away in this segment. So be ready. I'll spring it on you, and then I'll give you the phone number, and then I'll have you a call, and we'll take the third caller at that time. So uh, I just wanted to forewarn you that that's going to happen in this segment. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a guy whom, whom I have loved in the cartoon days. His name is Popeye the Sailor Man, and uh, strong to the... F- finish when he eats his spinach. You guys do a shtick about that, don't you? We do. Yeah. Would you like to hear <laughs> and a are you, bit of it? Wait, are you Popeye or are you? <laughs> I you'll you'll I, see. I, okay. We, we will see. And Lauren, why don't you guys set it up and lay it on us? All right. I think you um, already got the intro in. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Oh, olives oil. Oh, olives oil. Hello, Popeye. Uh, there goes my knock-knock joke right out the door. <laughs> hey, Olives, you have some of those uh, colored eggs from Easter? Colored eggs? Well, okay, how about some of that chocolate bunny? Chocolate bunnies? I don't have colored eggs and chocolate bunnies for Easter. <laughs> I'm writing the story of the true meaning of Easter for our Sunday school class. Oh, swell. Let me help. I don't think so, Popeye. Based on the mess you made of the Christmas story, I'm just going to do this myself, thank you. What you talking about? I told a great Christmas story and even threw in the three wise guys. Exactly. And they weren't the three wise guys. They were the three wise men. Oh, never mind. Let's see. It happened that there were crowds celebrating the Passover and placing their palm fronds on the ground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were wearing their Easter bonnets with all the frills upon zits. With all the grandest ladies, that's it. No, 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 Popeye. It wasn't an Easter parade. It was a triumphal entry. In the Easter parade. Sorry, sorry, Olives. I just needed to finish the song. Otherwise, the rocks and stones themselves would start to sing. Now, let's see. They place their palm fronds on the ground as a messiah comes into Jerusalem on a donkey. A donkey? I think you've got it all mixed up. The donkey was in the manger scene. It wasn't and- the same donkey, Popeye. It was a different donkey. Or, or a cult, maybe. <laughs> okay, so when they got into the city, they... They went on an Easter eggs hunt. <laughs> Lots of colored eggs and kids running everywhere and, and bunnies. Hippity hoppity, hippity hoppity. You got a sound effect for the bunny there? <laughs> and and lots of colored eggs strewn all over the ground. Popeye, you better be quiet or I'll strew you all over the ground. <laughs> Olives, that's fighting words. But I never fights a lady, and I guess you qualifies. Phooey, no bunnies. Well, maybe there were a few bunnies, but they were wild bunnies in the field. Oh, in the field, watching their flocks by night. <laughs> Popeye, why don't you go eat some spinach? Uh, I missed the story. <clears throat> So they prepare the Last Supper. That's right, with hams and No uh, hams, Popeye. They were Jewish. Oh, and fresh uh, baked rolls and uh, for dessert peeps. 
Oh, I love those peeps. Soft and spongy. I wonder why you can only get them at Easter. Popeye, Mostly if you don't like stop, I'll make you soft and spongy. Well, now, where was I? They had the traditional Passover supper with Jesus and his disciples. Well, now here's where it gets sad. Because they arrest Jesus and put him on trial. No, yes, but Olives, it's only sad if you stops there. But you can't stops there, you know. Because even though Jesus became a sacrifice for us all... He rose again. Yeah, that's right, Popeye. When the women went to the tomb, the stone had been rolled away, and he wasn't there because he has risen from the, risen from the dead. Uh, easy for you to say. <laughs> you know, if I had been there, I could have rolled that stone away myself, eating my spinach. Well, Popeye, you weren't there, so it's a good thing the angel came and rolled the stone away. Hey, Olives. Why don't we make this into a play for our Sunday school class? That's a great idea, Popeye. I'll play Mary, who finds the tomb empty. And I'll be the angel. Popeye, you're no angel. Uh, the, uh, the excellent job, fun, and uh, I played the part of the donkey. Just for your information, that was great. Yeah, yeah, thank it, you. Just like usual, actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, fun stuff, and tell us a little bit about the audiences that uh, command the attention of your exploits. You know, I have to tell you, some of the funniest things that I think that we've done has been the improv with the audience. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, if I'm going, I'm going to drop a couple names here. One night, uh, uh, we had. Denny Magnuson and Mickey Stonia in the audience. Mm-hmm. And we got them both up on stage together to do an improv with Lauren. I remember Lauren, you were, you were all in a car and they were playing the kids in the back seat. And <laughs> I am not kidding. The crowd was just going crazy because most of the audience, of course, knew these two guys. And, and they're they, funny in and of themselves. They're, they're pastors and, yep. and, and ministers within San Diego. Yep. And, <laughs> and you know, they're both funny guys. Yes, and put yes. them together oh, and then my. in front of the crowd, it, it was just feeding them. And yeah. So we just really have a lot of fun. That's true. And you like to do impromptu or Im- Im- what do you call it? Improv? Improv. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, to me that you really shine in that. And, you know, one of the things that the church is starting to understand is, you know, the Bible talks about speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The spiritual songs is really kind of like an improv in worship. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that the church doesn't know how to handle, but they're just beginning to do that. And a lot of the worship leaders who are friends with me uh, are launching out in that. And that's a, kind of have a freedom dur- during worship to be able to kind of let Holy Spirit to do his thing in music. But what you're at, what you're talking about in this good, clean uh, humor is especially for believers. You're allowing Holy Spirit to. Uh, yeah, he has a sense of humor, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> yeah. And, that's why Lauren's so funny. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's, it's teamwork. It's the body of Christ. And so, you know, when, when we're performing, I always encourage bad behavior or this <laughs> way it's called. You'd fit right in. <clears throat> no, thank you very much. And so when the audience then finds out that they can be able to do the things that they thought they were never able to do, yeah. that's where. Uh, Ooh, and then there's a spiritual application to that, too, I would suspect, because uh, a lot of times we have been thwarted to do what our calling is because the church doesn't know how to handle that. And a lot of musicians that had amazing music, the church said, I don't know how to handle that, uh, you know, fill in the blank as far as a a performer. And so they had to go outside the church environment. Of course, when you go outside the church environment, it gets all tainted and Mm. lucky. Right, right. You know, like, for instance, sometimes churches will try to bring in something and then Mm -hmm. it looks forced. Mm -hmm. But like you said, um, when you are in the spirit and you call on, it's, it's natural. I mean, 
what's that word natural? It's actually supernatural. That's true. But that used to be natural <laughs> once upon a time, but yeah. now it's called, you know, whatever it's called. But what it is is that people uh, actually will find themselves in the spirit, whatever they do, David, yes. who danced yes. in... It, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking before for the Lord that. with all his might, please. <laughs> and guess what, guys, uh, Lauren and Therese, guess what? What? It's time to do Well done. That was, see, that was improv. <laughs> guess what, Therese? What, Kaz? Well, we're going to do the Padres ticket giveaway oh, right now. Boy. And you can't call in until I give you the number, and we're going to take the third caller. Here's the deal. Uh, the San Diego Padres have a faith and family night on April 28th against the uh, Mets, and the Mets have a pretty amazing record these days. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving a, a, a faith and family four-pack for the April 28th uh, Padres game. And that also includes a concert. And the players are going to give their testimony at that night as well. So I want you to get ready, uh, fickle fingers, to be able to dial in. I'm going to give you this number, and we're going to take the third caller as we go into a break. And that phone number is 866 866- K-Praise, third caller, 866-K-Praise for the Faith and Family Night on April 28th, the San Diego Padres four-pack. So we're going to take the third caller, and uh, we're going to have a good time. And this has come together San Diego, and we have got the uh, amazing sounds of uh, Gil Branson and Byrne for the remainder of this hour. So stay with us. Do not go away. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. Hey there, we're back with... uh... Bill Branson and Byrne comedy team, and we're yucking it up here. We're yucking it up. And, you know, the next hour, by the way, we have a, a man who many of you know, Pastor George Runyon. He's going to be here talking about what God is doing, not only in San Diego County as it relates to unity, but he's going to be talking about what God is doing in Cuba. Are you kidding me? He just came back from Cuba, so he's got some major stories to tell. And uh, so he's going to be coming up in the next hour. So do not go away. So uh, Gil Brunson and uh, Byrne, we, we, we've uh, had a little fun exploring uh, some comedy. We're going to do that as well. I understand we have a winner, and I'll be announcing their name a little bit later on in this segment for the, the uh, Padres uh, four-pack. Four but uh, s- set us up, Therese. Well, uh, we have uh, people that ask us, uh, you know, how we get our, put our shows together. Yes. And uh, basically, this tong- song kind of talks about that a little bit, about mm-hmm. how we got to pray. Well, we recognize it as uh, he plays the guitar and 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 sings. Will we recognize the tune, do you think? We sure hope so. Okay, well, <laughs> we do too. So uh, lay it on us. Yeah, like uh, Sherry said, many of us have been asked in the past, how do you guys do these shows? And I guess it just uh, goes like this. They say the world don't have a chance With wars and famines and pestilence And I don't know when I read the news If what they say is falsified or true Pray 
I got to pray. I got to pray. They say our leaders on the hill would rather argue than to pass a bill. <laughs> and they don't know who has a floor. It seems our votes fall gone out the door. Pray. I got to pray. I got to pray. I got power from above. I got faith and I got his love. And when I am weak, he makes me strong. And if I get faint, he's always around. So if I catch the chicken flu, at least I have a book to curl up to. And it's not flesh and blood, Irene, but rather wickedness behind the scene. Pray. I got to pray. I got to pray. I got prayer to take a stand. I got prayer to understand. I got prayer to have a walk. I got prayer to talk the talk. I got prayer to do his will. I got prayer to be still. I got prayer I won't stray. I got prayer to the break of day. I got Pray. Ha 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 ha. I got to pray. Ooh. <laughs> I got to pray. Ba 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 ba. I got to pray. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. You guys remember in the Bible, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, Ooh. with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You know what, Lauren? Keep picking that tune for a second. Right. I'm gonna do, I wanted to introduce some things that are going on right now on K-Praise. My listening friend, I'm going to do it with a little bit of music background because that's kind of fun. You know, my listening friend, if the things that you've heard in comedy have touched a string in your heart about uh, going further with God, I want to give you a phone number that's a dedicated prayer line. And I'm having Lauren play the music in the background to, you know, when, when David, when, when, when Saul had some problems, David played his musical instrument and uh, those anxieties were quelled. So I just thought I'd have Lauren do this musically in the background as I give you a phone number to call a dedicated prayer line. On the other end of the line is a prayer warrior who'd be happy to pray with you about whatever it is. So write this number down and call sometime within this um, two hour, five to seven period of time. 858-535-9090. Because Jesus says, I've got you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you very much for doing that with us. And uh, tell us a little bit about the inspiration of, of, uh, of doing that song as a variation of something we've heard before. I don't know. You know, Lauren does a great job of always um, 
In fact, we have another one coming up in a little bit. He he can write some great lyrics to uh, songs that have already been written. And we just, we just <laughs> yeah, have he's a lot so of good fun. at writing songs that have already been written. I, <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. Lauren, so that's you, so good. That's <laughs> right. That's, you hit it on the it, head. In fact, he wrote a great one, too, uh, all about San Diego. And oh, this yeah. has a part for you, Kaz. Oh, is that right? You, yeah. But before we do, let's see, we have a, your person calling in oh, on the good. line. Why don't you introduce this person, and then we'll kind of blend things together. This is called improv, my listening friend. We're doing this by the seat of our pants and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Well, is this Nancy <laughs> on the line? She is. It's Nancy. Hey, thanks for calling in. It's improv time. (laughs) Nancy's a friend who came to one of our shows. And and, uh, Nancy, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, first of all, Lauren and Trace, I just very much want to thank you for what you do and how much I've personally enjoyed having clean comedy available. And I just want to thank you for who you are, um, knowing you over the years, just very, very special people, very steadfast, and uh, appreciate you and love you both. Thank you. Um, well, what I wanted to share was just a little story that uh, happened a couple years ago. Um, I had a close friend who'd had some um, medical challenges, and with the Lord's help, had really overcome all of them and was doing really well. And then at that point in time, she got a diagnosis of a heart condition. And, you know, when you've been through so much, that's, that's kind of like getting another brick in the backpack of life. You know, it's just kind of a heavy burden. And so I gave her a call and I said, hey, you know, some friends of mine are doing some clean comedy. They're writing scripts ranch. Why don't you join me? And she came out that night. It was like one of your first nights that you had done that venue. And while we were sitting there, I could watch her go from the heavy burden that she was carrying. And then there's, there's a little, little smile. And then that smile turned into like a chuckle. And before you knew it, there was a laugh. And then all of a sudden, we were all joining in the fun that the entire crowd was having. And that's, you know, that's the kind of the coming out of the, the weight, the burden, the spirit. And after the show was over, you could just see how the entire continent, yeah, you know that, the smile, um, had returned to her face. Her joy was there. Um, I think that when you open up to laughter and to comedy, it just helps you deal with things a little better, maybe gives you a perspective of life. And um, I just wanted to thank you guys for what you do. Share that story. Uh, she's doing great today. That's great. And uh, what you do is very therapeutic. It's, uh, it's therapy for the soul. Thank you, Nancy. You know, I remember you sharing a little bit of that after the show that night, and it really, really made, made my day. And I've thought about it ever since. That's so it's great. a blessing. Well, I I appreciate that, and I appreciate what you guys do. Love you both. Love you too, well, Nancy. Nancy, thank you. You know, the world is full of, uh, you know, you, you watch a comedian or you go to shows like that, and they have these barbs, but they have dirt mixed in with that. And that's, that's really no fun. Uh, God is pleased with uh, a joyous heart, but when, as soon as you start using it to really demean mm-hmm. other people, uh, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the President of the United States, for mm-hmm. example, uh, it's, it's no longer funny. I mean, it's okay in good humor to be able to do that, but uh, but when, as soon as it well, becomes it totally escalate. yeah d- demeaning, yeah, it gets from yeah, and it gets more and more and more, and it just seems like it has no bounds. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I guess, my friend, this is the opportunity for us to get a little serious for a moment and be praying for uh, our our government. 
be pay, praying for the president of the United States, the vice, vice president and the cabinet and everybody who's, you know, the judges and people of influence in the United States, because this is the only uh, natural nation we have. We have a heavenly nation uh, coming soon to a world near you. But also we need to be, be uh, conscientious of, of the world in which we live and pray for that in our people as well. Don't you agree, Amen. Therese Byrne? I agree, old exactly. Friend, young old friend? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've got about a minute left in this segment. I want to uh, say congratulations to uh, Perry O'Neill, who was the winner of All the right. four-pack. Oh. Congratulations, Perry, and thanks for being a Come Together San Diego listener, because we really appreciate it. So, my friends, we're going to be doing these things uh, periodically as well. And there were four tickets you gave over, right? Yes, we gave so away four So if he needs the three other people to go with him, they're right here. <laughs> That's right. It, it could be Lauren and, and uh, Therese and, 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 and me. And, and That's true. Anyway, she's got actually family in a, to take there as well. Thank you, Therese, for messing <laughs> that saying. up. I appreciate that. So we're going to have to figure out how to solve that. Thank you so much, Therese. Sure. I am so sorry, general manager of the station. It was her fault. And okay, <laughs> she won't come out. No, she will come on again anyway. Hey, my listening friend, we're having fun with Gal Branson and uh, Byrne and the comedy team. And we're going to talk more about that and have some more skits in the upcoming segments as well. Ain't that fun? Lots of fun. I know. And, uh, you know, I, I apologize for the mess around here. I, I really do because, but when you do a show, yep. it's kind of cluttered. And, and uh, so Lauren's got a kazoo here too. He's yeah. got a kazoo. You've got your Schofield Bible, and you've got your uh, yeah. strong, mm-hmm. strong, strong concordance, concordance <laughs> and the youngest concordance and the crudens over here. <laughs> I, so we'll we'll take care of that, and uh, and we'll have a, a wonderful time in this next segment. I can hardly wait because oh. I know you've got some. Stuff and I apologize for all the junk that's here. So stay with us, my friend, as we talk more with this wonderful comedy team. We also call them Lauren and Therese, and we'll talk more about that and the whole segment coming up after this with George Runyon. So uh, don't go away. The fun has only just begun. Let me say that one more time. The fun, the fun has only just begun. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Well, hey, we're having a lot of fun, aren't we, in this hour? We're uh, visiting with the comedy team of Lauren Gilbranson and Therese Byrne. And, and Lauren, I tell you, I apologize. I told you this is a little bit messy. It's, it's uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know. You just, you know, the guests just have to put up with, with stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I think it's scriptural because uh, my house is, in my work area in my house, it's the same because the scripture says, from dust you shall come and to dust you shall return. So after the show, I'm going back into my office, which is. So you have so, your fair share of dust. I, I do. I do. Um, I just tell the truth. <laughs> Lauren, what's going on? Well, uh, I remember that in Scripture, too. Uh, wasn't there somewhere it was written that uh, when you're uh, hard at work, everything would be messy around you? <laughs> and you can tell when a person wasn't hard at work. Cause it's, it's, it's all neat and clean, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're going to have to clear out of this room. I have to clean it. We're, we're doing a radio show here, yeah, man. Well, yeah, this is a program. Uh, here. Program, program. <laughs> I have a tight schedule, and this office is next. Well, so just pick up your 
chairs and move them out to the hallway. Well, we, we can't with this live radio. I, what? We have to put it's, on a show here. It's, 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 you're doing live radio? What are you oh, doing here, you ma'am? Mean, is this, are these mics on? Well, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, are you looking for entertainers? No, well, you know, my buddy, Les, Les, Lester, Lester, come on in oh, here. Man, We're going to do a into? show. Oh, uh, my goodness. My, I, I apologize, my listener uh, friends. I apologize. lamps. I got to fix a leaky <laughs> no, faucet. No, they need entertainers. Let's do that song that we've done before. Oh, um, man. It's a blue, blue something. Oh, yeah. Rhapsody in Rhapsody blue. Rhapsody in oh, blue. My. That's it. I apologize, it. guys. That's it. Oh, great. You're going to love it. Okay. You start, I think, don't oh, you? Yes. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. My llama just kicked a man. Put him in the hospital. Sued my ranch, and that's not all. The drama. drama. Oh my! Life had just begun. Oh my! But, but now we've got, got to work some extra jobs. Trauma. I got work Didn't to do. Didn't mean to make this scene. But we'll be back again this time tomorrow. Get these guys to sing a song. Sing along. Get these guys out of here. Nothing really matters. No new routine. Send letters if oh we're my. fine. Add money if you're inclined. Hey, hey there, there, everybody. We'd we love to stay. stay. Oh Gotta clean oh and my. fix the studio today. My. Don't wanna. Ooh. Unplug the toilet. Don't oh wanna whine. I apologize, guys. I sometimes, sometimes wish I'd, I'd been in a rock, rock operetta. My, my, my. You know, I see a little silhouette oh. of a man. Skedamoosh, skedamoosh, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening to me. Galileo, 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 Figueroa, Magnifico. Help me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My listener friend. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from his monstrosity. Easy come, easy go, will you let me go? Let me go. no. We will not let you go. Let me go. Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let me go. We will not let you go. Let me go. We will not let you go. We will not let you go. Never, 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 never let you go. Go. No, 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 no. Oh, mama mia, mama mia, mama mia, mama mia. Let me go. Oh, wait, we gotta go. Oh, oh, that's right. We still have to clean up. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. And I've got to clean up that makeup mess that Cass left in the suit. Why in the world are you even wearing makeup on You guys, come on, come on. We're doing, we're trying to do a show here. Is it Bertha? Uh, th- thank you guys for coming and ruining. Whoa, Cash! What what was that? I don't know. I was like a whirlwind. I'd say for them to not not quit their day job, but I think they came in as part of their day job. Oh my goodness! Well, at least do they keep your office clean? At least. Well, I hope so. Squeaky clean. I, I could tell by the squeak in her voice. So. Uh, wow. Wow. They have. Yeah, well, you have a fun crew around here. I guess. Uh, yeah. We. You should see the real crew. Oh, okay. yeah, they're around here. They're, they're, you know, they're vying for that same comedic position before the show and after the show. So what can I say? Need a crew cut. <laughs> <laughs> we like that one. That's so good. <laughs> you must be a comedian, my friends. You know, we're, we're here with Gil Branson and Byrne, and uh, they do a comedy thing. Uh, it's called, uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the acronym again, Therese? F-Y-E. F-Y-E, and it stands for for your entertainment. For your entertainment. It's good, clean, fun. And you're also expanding this to invite other people into this kind of thing. Why don't you talk just a little bit about that? That's right. Thanks for mentioning that. Well, you know, of course, because it was do... on my script. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren and I do a comedy show, but we'd like to open it up to where we do uh, shows on a regular basis. And not just us, but 
you know, we're always looking for good, clean entertainers, whether it's a, a solo a musician or a, a comic yes. or, you know, we've had some great musicians in the past Yes, and uh, always looking for a new talent. So if it, or stand-ups, you know, if you have um, a talent like that, just sure. send, it, send us an email at info at foelive.com or go to the website and there's a little tab you can click there. Yeah, and stand-up is good, but I, you know, I, I do most of my stuff sitting down. Sitting down, yeah. but you're funny though anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob mm-hmm. Newhart did it sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Bob. Mm-hmm. Bill, Cros- Bill, Cosby. Bill Cosby. We won't talk about Bill. No, Bill's doing. Uh, he's going to be sitting in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a interesting. You know, he's going to get cell phones. Let's just say. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, so it's good to have you. And Thank once, you so once, much. once again, how do people find out more about you, Therese I and think, Lauren? I think if they go to uh, just our website, fyelive.com, yes. that's probably. We also have a Facebook page. It's Fye Live. We're on Instagram now, yeah. but it's it's it's. You have to make sure it's uh, <clears throat> Fye Live and not yeah. just Fye. Because you can get all kinds of weird stuff. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to even go there, do we? Yeah, yeah you so. might have that cleaning crew come back in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we've got about three minutes in this segment. So uh, you want to do a little bit of improv stuff, or what does that look like? I mean, I, as if we haven't been doing it all along. But you know, I, I my heart really goes out to our listeners here. I really apologize. And I hope that the brass isn't listening to this show because this may be my last broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay, you guys are the general manager and the program director in the next uh, two or three minutes, and I'm coming into your office, okay? I'm walking into your office, and I'm closing the door. I really apologize about what happened on the show yeah, last, last Saturday. you know, we, we actually were listening to yeah, the show. Rarely, but thank and, you for that. Um, we really liked the two people that you had on now. <laughs> oh, and what were their names again? Do you remember? I remember totally. I mean, it was Therese Byrne and Lauren Galbranson. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and I'd say they're in. And, you know, we'd like to keep you on, but, but can you be a little funnier? Uh, I like that. But, you know, I, I really have high accolades for these people. They're very stunning looking. They're stunning. They're, they're stunning. That's why we do radio, huh? See, now she broke character. Yeah. <laughs> she broke character, ladies and gentlemen. I want to bring that to your attention. She was supposed to be the program director, and she broke character. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Cass, okay. for having us on. We you, still, uh, you still have your check in the mail. It's going to be those Padre tickets. <laughs> I appreciate that. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way, to the Padre winners. You know, um, comedy, there's room for comedy, and there are some pastors around that do a pretty good job at the pulpit. We like that. Mm-hmm. And there are some parishioners that they do the catcalls during during a serious service, and they, they, they get uh, ushered out, shall we say, from the nape of their neck and the, the belt of their, of their pants, and they whoosh. But uh, there's a place for you, my friends, even though maybe you've gotten kicked out of a lot of different churches in your day. God has a wonderful plan for you to be able to tell jokes and uh, give a punchline, and the punchline is... Jesus saves. Amen. How cool is that? Yeah. It's, it's not a, not talking about his bank account <laughs> either. It's talking about your bank account. Long term investment. Ooh, I like that. I could we we could do a lot of uh, fun stuff like that. But uh, Lauren and Therese, Lauren Gilbranson and Therese Byrne. Oh, what fun it is! Uh, oh, what fun it is to chide mm, right. on a one Thank horse you, open Kat. sleigh. Mm. You're a pretty fun guy yourself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and people go about with the fun guy and they talk about my. <laughs> my fungi on my arm and cheek and things like that. And so anyway, what can I say? You got to come to one of our shows or improv said, together. It will, well, you know what? The, I, it, but don't quit your day job. You're supposed <laughs> to come in here as well. Well, my friend, we're going to have George running. We're gonna, we, we need to have a, a, a stroke of uh, sanity coming in uh, uh, and into this show for the next hour. We're going to have George Runyon 
And uh, I, th- I thought I saw him in the corner writing some jokes, but we'll test that out and see how it goes. He's one of those ministers who has, has the dry sense of humor. Um, and so we're going to ha- uh, deal with that as well. But uh, Therese and Lauren, thank you for joining us on Come Together San Diego. Come again and have, if you have stuff you want to share and maybe even bring a few more of your cohorts along that can get me into further trouble. <laughs> I wholeheartedly invite you as well. So stay with us for the next segment, my friend. You're going to love the next hour with uh, Reverend Pastor George Runyon. So do not go away. And the team said goodbye. Yes. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. I'll tell the world. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And I've, I've, I had to take a little bit of time out from the first segment to get my, my wits back <laughs> about me because we went wild and crazy, and I need to be semi-serious with my next guest because he's a, a friend for a long time. His name is George Runyon. He heads up a, a City Church Ministries in East County, and he also organizes San Diego Church Network things going on in San Diego County and tied to East County, and he's all—you'll also see him all over the place. Good to have you, George. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, you know, if you—if this were a, a video show, you'd see white hair on both sides of the microphones here. In fact, there's so much it brings new meaning to the whole idea of using whiteout. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're on video, all you're going to see is a, a bunch of white, and those are those are the heads of George Rennie and Cass yes. Taylor. <laughs> hey, you just came back from Cuba, but you're also doing things in San Diego County, so we're going to invest the whole hour for you giving us a kind of a, a blow-by-blow on what's going on, but big things going on in Cuba and beyond. Take it away, George Runyon. Oh, it's been awesome. Um, we did just return from uh, Cuba, a ministry that began uh, over 20 years ago. Yes. A man named Al Green had a vision to go and, and began that and and uh, brought the ministry to Foothills Christian Church out in East County. Yes. And they've been um, sending teams for a long, long time. And I uh, basically was invited to come about four years ago and begin to minister. Yes. And so, so part part of the I've I've been friends with you for many years. You could probably talk about it in decades rather than years. Yes, right. Uh, but uh, George, my listening friend, has been a guy who's really has a heart for unity in the body of Christ. But that desire for unity not only showcases itself in San Diego County and in East County, but also in Cuba. So you have some stories to tell about that as well. Oh, it's it's been amazing. Um, I was so excited to be invited four years ago and. And uh, present to uh, probably three three fifty four hundred leaders on the subject of the Holy Spirit in Cuba. In Cuba, and, wow! And uh, isn't that a communist country? It is a communist country. But but but, how but, but, allow, but 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 how do they allow you to get in there and speak those things? Well, I want to. I want to. I don't want to go into all the details okay. on on that if we could. But let me just say, it belongs to Jesus. There you go. It's 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 part of his inheritance. Yes. And, uh, Psalms 2 tells us that the nations belong to him. That's good. So uh, Cuba, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the church do her role and out of that transform Cuba. Yes. It seems to me, George, you know, people can put arbitrary arbitrary borders in places and in states and cities and counties and countries, but the hearts of the people still has a, have a longing mm. to know 
their creator. That's true. So you probably experienced that in Cuba, didn't you? Yes, and they've been experiencing it for a long time. And, of course, it's an oppressed nation. Yes. And uh, you can just only imagine. And the church has had to uh, fight her way to the place of uh, victory. Yes. Heavy persecution there, I would suspect, if you proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Right. In fact, you're forbidden. You can't. You can't uh, proclaim Christ on the streets. Wow. And uh, if you're going as a a minister from the outside, you do have to go in under a religious visa to Mm -hmm. be able to speak to a congregation. Otherwise, um, you could be asked to leave the country. But they have, I would call, quasi-Christianity. I mean, they allow certain things for show, but uh, as soon as you start getting serious, they get nervous, don't they? Yeah, I think that's true around the world. <laughs> yeah, actually, in the in United fact, States, maybe San Diego. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, my my yeah. listening friend. We've got some challenges coming up, don't we? Yeah, really. So talk a little bit more about but, Cuba. But uh, what has been exciting in the last four years is, as we laid a foundation relating to the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God. Yes. And the following year came back and talked about generational transfer. And, and and so that they so that the the church the leaders would begin to have a vision. It's about the next generation. Yes. The following year came in and laid a foundation about the Holy Spirit and family and how family is the core. And this year we spoke about church growth, growing up into the head. Into so the so did you see some familiar faces come back again and again? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my listening friend, God does major things, and sometimes He takes in environments where he's restricted and he shows himself mildly. It's happening in the Middle East as well, uh, in, is, in Israel and Palestine and things like that. He's showing himself, but he's showing in, in these, these countries that are, um, shall we say, oppressed. And uh, God's doing a major work. We're going to talk with George Runyon a little bit more about this and actually bring on your com- compatriot who joins you in Cuba in the next segment. So, my friend, I hope your appetite has been wet and we will dry it off in the next segment. <laughs> so stay with us. We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, Welcome back. You know, we're talking with George Runyon. He's uh, kind of one of the leaders of leaders in the East County, uh, bringing unity in the body of Christ there. But he also has made trips in different places. One of the places he's gone is Cuba, in Cuba. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it. You know, George, when when we look at Cuba, we know that it's in, in many ways an oppressed country. We know that the United States and Cuba have not seen eye to eye over politics, over uh, weaponry, over just different uh, different issues, and I know a lot of people used to like to go there and see the the beautiful, pristine beaches and things like that. But uh, Cuba has had a falling out with the United States, and, and rightly so in many instances because they've tried some shenanigans in the past. And uh, but but you know the people is a diff- are a different story. Hmm. The people have really uh, you ha- have hearts for God, and God has people like you going into there and communicating a little bit about that. Give just a moment or two of insights of what you've seen before we bring on our guests. And I have a little thing that I want to share with our listeners before as well, George. Well, we've watched over the years the oppression of the church, but we've also saw watched the church become stronger and stronger. Amen, brother. Just like Paul said, uh, Jesus said to Paul, through your weakness. Uh, 
uh, I, I'm strong. Yes. And and that's exactly what's happened in Cuba. And as they pressed in, pressed into the Lord, and the Lord has given them courage and boldness, they've stood up to the persecution. Yes. And in it, the kingdom of God has been advancing. Yes. And it's been awesome to see the development in family, young people that are being touched these days, and even the the government is noticing what's happening in the church alongside of what's happening in the society with alcoholism, prostitution, families are falling apart. They're asking the question, how are you putting together strong families? Yes, and, and what one would see is that with Jesus at the mantle, at Jesus at the helm, uh, people that are in oppressed situations find hope and right. empowerment as well. And, you know, from a government standpoint, it's hard because you want to have your people uh, thriving, but you don't want to have them embracing this mm-hmm. Jesus person. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a delicate balance. You want them to be vibrant because a vibrant nation, a vibrant people means a vibrant nation. But at the cost of receiving Jesus, some of these uh, dictators don't like that, especially in communist communist countries and things like that. So it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, paradox that's going on there. Well, it's been that way from the beginning. Yes, exactly. Book of Acts and beyond, even in San Diego County to some degrees, and in California in particular, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of credola going on in in, in California that we Christians are going to have to make a stand for, and people that are quasi-government people say, we don't like that, we're going to try to restrain that. But, you know, we we look in Scripture, George, in the book of Acts, and also in Cuba, when uh, people are put down, or let's talk about Egypt and the children of Israel, when people are put down, they cry to the Lord, and the Lord Mm. gives them release and hope and uh, exaltation in him. Well, he's bringing forth a new man in the earth. Yes. That was the intent of Christ. Yes. It wasn't to redeem the natural. Yes. It was actually the natural has to die. Yes. And it's through that death. Yes. That the power of God comes, the emerging kingdom of God through people. Yes. And through the nations. And so we have these two things working in the world. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I, I set this up so I could do it. A pitiful transition. We talked about Moses in the wilderness being released <clears throat> from Egypt. I want to talk just a little bit about a wilderness experience that my pastor friends can be involved in uh, coming up on May 7th. It's called the Pastor's Master's Tourney. I say wilderness because a lot of pastors found themselves in the rough and in the wilderness instead of on the fairway. You like the transition there, how I did that? <laughs> and my friend, if you are a pastor or on a pastoral staff, on May 7th is the, I believe it's the 8th, annual pastor's master's tourney. And if you like to play golf or even like me, play at golf, uh, Christians are coming together and uh, KPRZ, the radio station is inviting pastors and their ministry staffs to join um, with other churches on this Monday, May 7th for the pastor's master's golf tourney. Uh, $25 for everything there, including food, greens fees, uh, awards banquet and everything. It's an amazing time to get together with other pastors and whether you play golf or play at golf, let me give you the directions to find out more about that. Go to, to kprz.com and you'll find it among the banners there. It's uh, called the Pastor's Master's Tourney, and uh, you'll have a good time in the wilderness of uh, out-of-bounds areas and uh, near the greens as well. <laughs> so there was my transition. Now I want to get back to the real, real serious stuff about Cuba, and you have an actual call-in guest that you want to introduce as well, George. Oh, I'd like to introduce Marty Wilson. Yes, and, and who is Marty? 
And Marty, let me let Marty tell him about about himself. <laughs> hey, Marty, are you there? I am here. It's a it's a privilege and an honor to to be on, and we appreciate what you guys at K Praise do. Uh, George, uh, you you did a great setup. You did pretty much said everything I was going to say. So I just listening in. I just want you guys to 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 know that uh, it, it's just been faithful people over the long term that makes the big difference. Al Amen. Green at 62 started coming in and he ran with the ministry for about 30 years. He passed away last year, but uh, his legacy lives on in Cuba and our pastors adopted uh, the Cuban ministry in the early 2000s and uh, Dave and Mark Hoffman have uh, blessed the congregation with the ability to, to, to seed into it. Presently, we have about 130 pastors that we support Mm -hmm. with their salaries. And uh, we were talking about the political, and one of the big things in Cuba is God's kingdom overarches all the political powers. We are are able to minister and stay out of the political fray. That's right. We we couldn't do it with better Christians led by the Holy Spirit. That's it. The the families improve, the communities improve, and the nations will improve. And we're actually, we we pray for the leaders because we realize it's God who put the leaders there. So we do everything we can to stay out of the political fray I don't think anybody really understands really what's going on. But uh, the the bottom line with Cuba, it's just been faithful people. That's There's it. really been no superstars, no big names. It's uh, Actually, there were a few superstars and a few big names, and they've either fallen by the wayside, left the country, or, or, or walked away from the faith. That's it. So what, what we see is that generational transfer. In uh, 1960, a good friend of ours uh, was 22 years old. The Cuban church was uh, under attack. Many pastors left. Him and his wife said, if we go, who will will shepherd the flock? Mm -hmm. They stayed there under extremely difficult circumstances, raised their children under extremely difficult circumstances. Now, their children our pastors and their grandchildren are following in their steps. Isn't that amazing? It's just unbelievable. When we started going, we all had uh, dark hair and flat bellies. (laughs) And now our, like you were talking about white hair, I could join that crowd. We're, we're, we're older. But we, what we've seen is the parents uh, train their children and the children take over. The generational transfer is just incredible. In 1989, there was a big move of the Spirit that brought uh, everything that the Cubans had known into question. Communism, one of the tenets is atheism, and there were incredible healings, deliverances. The streets were packed. The government had to create an edict that said no more than 40 people can gather at one time in one place. Wow. That has to be in your own town. And they basically took this ball of fire and shook it over the whole island. So churches have sprung up everywhere, but more than churches springing up, God's spirit set so many people free, including people who were hardcore leaders in the communist party. 
and it brought into question, is God real? Does God exist? Wow. We're talking, excuse me, Marty, we're talking with Marty Wilson, and uh, what's the church ministry where you participate, Marty? We, uh, the ministry's through Foothills Christian Church. Foothills Christian Church in in El Cajon, and so you bring teams, and George was a member of that team with you as you went and have gone and are going back to Cuba. Uh, Continue your story. I didn't mean to uh, butt in particularly, but our listeners needed to know the wisdom and the name of the mouth that is delivering the wisdom. <laughs> so, uh, uh, as you grow grow uh, more gray in the, you know, in the temple area, then uh, oh, you know, God you blesses go. the yeah, what I the did. scripture says. God blesses the hoary head, the white white hair, and so uh, we've earned this, haven't we, George? We have, Marty. One of the things that you and I got to see this time was going deeper in relationship with the leaders. And and we be, be, as we traveled throughout the nation and and uh, met with pastors, we heard their stories and we found how that they are receiving the teachings that have come over over the years actually, and they're actually going out. They're not just staying in a building, but they're reaching out to young people through sports. They're uh, ministering in their communities, and we found this time that the pastors are actually connecting with other pastors and praying for their communities. Yes, that's, uh, that's the, the, the church in an oppressed society functions a lot more like the church because they can't uh, have <laughs> yeah. that evil luxury of, of, of separating. That's good, man. They, that's need, good. They, they need to share the vision here in uh, a lot of the Latin American countries and in the States. People's vision is for their own congregation and all their energy is spent on their own congregation. Amen. And the vision is too small. They need to say, our vision needs to be so big that I can't do it without you. You can't do it without me. And so many of the promises that God makes in scriptures to the you are a plural you. And many times we take it as a single, singular right. you, and we're never going to receive the promises wow. unless, unless, unless we unify. Boy, I wish we had more time to keep together. going on and, and talking about this. But well, I well I, but here, here's the thing, George. That, uh, uh, Marty, w- when you're speaking about that, uh, I think you're speaking a major, major truth on what, how God does this. And, you know, in the, the church age is waning and the kingdom age is beginning and the whole kingdom age mentality is not the individual church on the corner. It's the churches together and representing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in a community. And because uh, they are united together, it's not just only come to my uh, four walls and let's worship together, but let's go outside into the real world, link arms together and show the power of Jesus Christ in our actions and lifestyle. This is the same kind of thing that's going on in Cuba and other oppressed nations and uh, maybe even in other oppressed countries. cities uh, and uh, other areas where, you know, the, the, the gospel is uh, discouraged. And when, when that happens, like in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and beyond, people dig more deeply, and it, what, what people think that they're, they're causing people to disperse, what they're doing is they're uh, fanning the flame and the sparks are flying and igniting in other fields throughout the area. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, uh, uh, Marty, as well in the next uh, couple segments. But you have been inspirational in sharing your insights from Cuba. We're going to try to take the wisdom that you learned there and apply it to San Diego County as well, George. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and 
I, I would just say that the kingdom came in the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's not a it's not a dispensational thing that you know, church and then kingdom. It is kingdom. Yes, the church, and we're going to say this in the next session, a segment is that the church is simply the vehicle. That's right. The message is the kingdom. That's good. And it's when the message of the kingdom, not the church, when the message of the kingdom begins to be preached wherever, yes, you will begin to see heaven touch earth. Yes, 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 yes. And so, uh, Marty Wilson, I want to thank you so much for spending the, uh, a couple uh, of minutes with us here and giving us your insights about Cuba. But one of the things is we step back as, as people who've knocked around in the faith for a while, we realize that there are patterns that God uses, and the patterns you see in oppressed countries like Cuba uh, are patterns that are true, whether it's in borders or not. And uh, people of that need God, need to know about him. And sometimes it's the persecutions or the awkward times mm. that actually drive them closer to the Lord Jesus That's Christ. True. And Marty, thank That's you for sharing true. the insights oh, from Cuba. For the opportunity. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Uh, want to say so long to your old friend there, George? Marty, I'll see you soon. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we'll see you soon, George. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, you Marty too. Wilson. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so, George, uh, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, you, you know, if you're a historian and you like to look at the patterns of the Bible, the things that are going on in Cuba, actually, and let me bring it home, the things that are going on in San Diego County are not brand new. No. These are things that have been going on in the church and churches for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I think God has earmarked San Diego to be a prototype uh, city, but I think county. But in, in beyond that, he's kind of identified El Cajon, I think, to be a prototype within the prototype of what he's doing in this county. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. I can hardly wait because this is something that has been on your heart for literally decades because I've known you. It's been on my heart for decades. We're going to uh, have our listeners get a, a little taste of what that has looked like and what God promises to do not only yesterday, but today and into the future. That's right. That's it. Yeah. So stay with us because this next uh, half hour or so is going to blow you away, especially if you have a heart for what God is doing in San Diego County and seeing how he's moving, not upon only the people in San Diego County, but the person that's sitting in your chair right now. We're going to find out more about that on Come Together San Diego. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Cass Taylor. And boy, are we happy to be back with George Runyon. He's the co-host for this show, and he's really one of the leaders of leaders in East County. My friend, uh, tell your friends to listen to Come Together San Diego. Uh, If you are in the county, you can actually, from 5 to 7 p.m. on Saturday afternoons and evenings, you can go to AM 1210 Cape Rays, or if you're out of town, you can actually uh, listen online by going to um, kprz.com and click the button that says listen live, or you can download a free Cape Rays app to hear it. Uh, on your smartphones, iPads, and tablets, a lot of ways to listen to this show. So just because you're not in San Diego County, there's absolutely no reason why you can't listen to the show in other areas of the United States and even other foreign countries that allow broadcasts uh, on your uh, smartphones or uh, iPads or tablets. So George Runyon, my goodness, I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you. We, we've traveled along in the same circles in, in San Diego County in many ways, and we both have hearts to see what God is doing 
to bring the church together. But this didn't just start a, a year or two or three ago. It's, it, it has some history to it. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to be bringing some other people that can give color commentary onto that, George Rennie. To another good friend of ours, uh, Mick McCoy. Yes. And um, he had been a student of mine in a, in a Bible college, and he was planting a church, and the Lord said, I want you to leave what you're doing and go help me yes. plant this church. At the same time, the Lord spoke a word to me, and he says, I want you to begin to bring my shepherds together. And I said, Lord, they don't even like each other. How am I supposed <laughs> to do that? You know. And uh, as I waited on the Lord, the Lord impressed me with three uh, clear keys. And he said, first of all, help the church to understand that the message is the kingdom, not the church. The church yes. is the vehicle. Good. Secondly, help pastors understand that the other pastors in their locality are their brothers and that they're in covenant relationship with them. They're not competitors. They're not enemies. They're their brothers. Yeah. And if they're hurting, you're hurting. If they're doing well, you're doing well. So, but it's not, it was beyond the denominational yeah. uh, monikers. It's, it's more faith to faith. You know, they have the like precious faith of faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And that was the unifying factor. Yeah. And then the third key was when pastors begin to pray together, My. I'll reveal their heart to one another. So I didn't know how this was going to work. I didn't have a plan or anything, just trying to obey God. And three men started praying together. That grew to about seven and moved from where we were praying once a month to a Baptist church in El Cajon yes. and um, started praying every week. And then our church finally got a building and we moved it there. And we had about 20 men that were coming together uh, every week. And we started hanging out together, going out to breakfast, talking about things, having extended times. Mm -hmm. Other people from around the county started coming and looking into what was going on. And uh, they wanted to do the same thing. So the, the, the short of the story, over a 30-year period of time, we now have hundreds of pastors throughout San Diego that yes. meet in different types of configurations that are finding one another, building unity together. Yes. And in the East County, we did, as you mentioned earlier, there were a number of, of issues that came up. We don't have time to get into them, but we literally watch the church begin to move together and change the atmosphere yes. of that area, and even to the place where uh, we saw the city council change that was resisting church growth. Yes, and you have a mayor in El Cajon. We do now. That's a, a believer. Just loves the Lord, and we have council members <laughs> yes. that are our committed believers. We saw a radical change at the school board. Yes. And uh, that was promoting homosexuality. And, uh, and uh, we went again to the church under the leadership of pastors and appealed to people to pray and see what God would have them do in terms of public service. And we elected a, a Christian school board. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't problems, okay? No, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, there is a different value system that begins to happen. And and so we've seen some amazing things in East County and others have, across the region and across the country yeah. has come and looked to see what God has done and are trying to do the same thing. Well, one of the keys that I think that you shared there that I'd like to bring to our listeners' attention, that is uh, relationship. You know, a lot of times we go, you know, we'll, we'll, there's a function and we'll spend a function together like 
uh, a breakfast or this or that or the other, and then we'll go back to our own church things. But really the key to this unity is relationship. It's not, okay, I know you from afar because you, 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 you have a church you know, a quarter of a mile away. It is, I know the person, and I kind of like the person beyond the denomination, which, by the way, isn't tied to my denomination in any way, shape, or form, but I like the heart of this person, and uh, how can two walk together unless they're agreed? When you get to this agreement, then God can really do his thing. Well, one of the things that happened in the development is that many people, uh, many men that were connected to different denominations yes. came, and what went, I had to deal with that because we weren't trying to build a government that no. ran interference with some particular movement or denomination. And so what we began to understand is that our togetherness, that relationship, had to do with the locality. And so our sphere or our authority was revolving around the locality. Geographically. Yeah. So wow. we didn't have to deal with <clears throat> denominational divisions and problems. And we began to see that we were a, a plurality of elders mm-hmm. in a locality. And when you go to the book of Acts, yes. that's exactly what you see emerge in the book of Acts. Yes, or in the book of Revela- the Revelation as well. You know, you've got the, the, the church of Philadelphia, or you've got in, in the New Testament, you've got the church in Corinth, for example. So this is actually, this is not brand new that the church needs to be a collective group of believers beyond denominational lines in a geographical area. This is actually, what, scriptural? Well, God's intent was that the church would transform culture. Yes. We've lost that. And we've got it all mixed up with, with uh, politics. Yes. We need to come back, and I believe that's what's happening, and, and, and uh, get back in sync with what the apostles gave us. They gave us the model. Yes. And as they went out and preached the gospel, uh, in that uh, very, very aggressive culture, they established community within localities out of that, they ordained elders, bishops, yes. overseers. And and when the Bible speaks of church, singular, it's always talking about a city. It's talking about a, 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 a principality or yep. a city yep. where there's government. When it speaks of churches, it's always speaking of region. Well, wow. And that's very important to see because, as Marty was uh, saying, Yes. God's intent is a corporate body that carries the authority of Jesus Christ. I don't carry that authority no, individually yes. you know, to, to, to transform a city, but together yes. we have that authority under proper structure and leadership. That's right. You know, let me, let, let me uh, dig into this a little further because this is an area where I have spent a lot of time as well, and the Lord's begin showing me real interesting things about this. For you to say, to say that is not saying we all have to be this, exactly the same. It doesn't say that we have to uh, believe different doctrines as long as they're not, you know, violating the the main precepts of of Christianity. We can have different flavors. In fact, when you look back at in like for example, I always like to use King David as my as a prototype for what the son of David is doing in these last days. But when you look at the different tribes, each tribe was basically a family expression. And so you're not saying that we have to all become in the same uh, family expression. There are different families that make up a nation. Isn't that when, when you well, say well, that? I, well, I understand what you're saying uh, on a natural level. But quite frankly, <clears throat> the apostolic mandate was to bring people to be grown up into Christ. Yes. There's where we have to have our focus. And all the other stuff, I believe there's many things in the church that will fall away. Yes. 
once we begin to come together in Christ, yes. and this is the work of the Holy Spirit, this is his assignment, he's the one who's bringing forth a new man in the earth, a new yes. creation. So I understand, and, and we don't go around attacking, and no. we learn how to work together at the same time. At the same time, let me say, it's important for pastors to sit down and dialogue and communicate and talk about some of these issues. Yes. And not just accept it automatically. No. And that's why we have a Bible. That's yeah. why we have the ap- apostles that gave us. They were the stewards of the word of God. And if I could say this, one of our problems that we're facing in the area of unity is that we've gotten hung up on the Reformation. You know, it's all about who, what reformer do you follow? Mm-hmm. I'm dip- a Paul, I'm of a yeah. Apollos, for That's example. the carnality yes. of it, you see. And what God's trying to do in terms of unity, and I believe unity without purpose will fail. Yes. It's got to have a very specific purpose in, in Christ. And, and what, the, what the, the failure within the Reformation, and I'm not criticizing the Reformation, they, they did what they heard God say, but they didn't take us all the way back. Yes. We're in a time in the church that God is dealing with the heart of the church yes. to bring us back to the apostolic foundations yes. so that we can accomplish the mandate that he gave us. Yes. And that is to drive out evil, deal with evil, and establish community that others will want to join. They yeah. want to be exactly. drawn to. You know, and George, let, let me expand on my, because we're, we're speaking the same thing. We're just using a different language. <clears throat> you and I are different. I can communicate with people a different way than you can. Sure. Uh, you, you're not calling me to be exactly like you or you to be an oh, automaton for me. <laughs> but it's the same way, you know, the scripture says that God takes a solitary and he puts them into families, yeah. plural. So in a, in a very real sense, there are different families in the body of Christ. And, uh, there may, you know, when you go, when, you, when you're invited to Thanksgiving to, with your family, you've got a family unit that's meeting together and they have common denominators that they can share together. But when there's a, like, for example, in King David's day, when there's war, uh, the threat of war, the families come together and all of a sudden it's a united effort and so so in san diego county i see the different churches becoming the church and uh winning the war with the jesus christ as their well this is what what you're bringing up is something you can't deal with in a matter of a couple minutes but what we've got what (laughs) we'll try but what we've got to understand is that the where the where we have a difficulty is god did away with tribes we try well, to. We'll we try have a to, conversation someday about that because we, we I, try I, to I, I disagree with you we, completely on, on that point. But it's, it's good. We'll talk about it. Well, what I say is, he, he the what the New Testament gives us is a body. Yes. So there are there's different members of the body, but we have to come in, in unity. We've got to come to the place of seeing the singular body of Christ. Exactly. That's the key. And we have two thousand years of church history that we have to deal with. Yes. That's that's part of our exactly. problem. We're going to continue this discussion. It's getting good because, you know what, different people have different perspectives. And as soon as we realize that we're really saying the same thing at heart, then we can walk together. And when two walk together, uh, we can be agreed. But when, when two or more come together, Christ is in the midst. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and give you a more distinct uh, flavor, not only of East County, <laughs> but San Diego County with my good friend and sparring partner, George Runyon. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 k More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 k 
Well, here we are. We're back again. George Runyon, my friend, uh, one of the leaders of leaders in the East County. And uh, you'll see his hoary head. The Bible talks about a hoary head is in the great gray hairs. You'll see him uh, in, you know, as you know, if you're looking, if you were uh, in the FBI doing a, a scan of an audience, all you have to do, you could find him in just an instant by scanning the audience because his hair is so pronounced, but his hair is not as pronounced as his voice in San Diego County. Do you like how I tied that together, George? <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about uh, how God is uniting San Diego County and even using East County as a springboard mm-hmm. in that. And one of the things that's so exciting about this, George, is that he is actually bringing people from different denominations mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. He's bringing people from different walks of life together. He's bringing people, you know, male, female, um, all different categories of people, uh, different ethnic groups and things like that coming together. And we're seeing that in San Diego County, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, what is the thing that you've seen most uh, obviously as God brings his church together in San Diego County? Um, I'm I'm not sure exactly. Well, what, well, what I'm getting at is, you know, back in the days uh, uh-huh. uh, before we had different churches and they would identify themselves yeah. with their church, with their denomination yeah. or with their pastor. Yeah. And that is kind of transitioning into mm. uh, the body of Christ doing what they're supposed to be doing and being called by what you know, they're supposed it, to be called. It really is. In fact, years ago, uh, one of the things that grew out of, of this uh, uh, pastors coming together was to do joint meetings. Yes. And in fact, uh, this um, May the 3rd, which is the National Day, Day of, of Prayer. Prayer. Yes. And there'll be different kinds of meetings going on all over the city, but 6.30 at Foothills Christian Church, uh, many of these churches that, that relate through their pastors will be together on yes. that night, yes. and we'll be praying and crying out to God together yes. as as his body. Yeah, I would say you're more of a charismatic, charis, uh, 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 Pentecostally, that's some of the things from the, from which you came, and you know, I'm seeing you fellowship with uh, the Southern Baptist peeps and things like that, and to watch that and behold that is amazing. And once we realize we've got more in common than little doctrinal changes, there's a lot of things we can do. And I'm just setting the stage for you to introduce Pastor Roland Slade. That's what I'm really doing, George. Okay. Go ahead. And Pastor Roland Slade, are you on the line? Yes, Pastor George. Hey, Brother Kaz. <laughs> How you doing, Roland? Good to have uh, Roland has been a guest host with me on the yes. show before, and I love bringing him on because he, he brings a little different flavor. The, the Bible talks about the voice of many waters, and he's one of the waters of what's yes, going on that's watering San Diego and causing us to flourish, as is George Runyon. <laughs> hey, Roland, I'm so glad you called in. And, and would you give us, um, we're talking about unity and the things that have been going on in the East County and, and now throughout the San Diego region, really, in many places. Before before I take, let you go further, because I want to give you the full reign on this, but uh, Pastor Roland Slade is the uh, pastor of uh, Meridian uh, Southern Baptist Church in El Cajon. And so continue your comment, George. Were you reading my scripture? Yeah, I was actually looking over your shoulder. That's okay. what I did in school to, okay. to excel as well. <laughs> Um, Pastor, tell us, uh, uh, share with the listening audience your perspective of what you've watched go on out in the East County, and especially as it relates to pastors coming together and congregations working together and the difference it's making. Well, you know, Pastor George, what has happened is that we have come together truly as brothers in the Lord. And, you know, hang your shingle outside, let's come together together. Because Jesus died for all of us, mm. and let's let's love each other, really. Let's really practice what we're what we're preaching, 
what we say we're going to live for all eternity. Let's start doing it down here and, and see how it goes. And it's just, it's flourished. It's helped us to grow, to, to share with each other. And I believe our congregations have seen that. And because I've had comments where we've been together at joint meetings and folks from Meridian come and say, wow, you guys really have uh, a way of communicating. You're smiling with each other. You're hugging each other because we really have built those relationships over mm, time. And, that's and, it. You know, spending time praying together and, and reading God's word together and, and really talking about some of the hard things that we deal with as pastors. Uh, even with, I mean, we're not bashing our churches or anything like that or bashing our congregations, but what's, you know, how do you, how do you stay motivated? How do you deal with the time, manage your time properly? You know, how do you spend quality time with the Lord and you're still spending quality time with your wife and your children? That's all some of the things, I mean, that's some of the things that we discuss. You know, I can't, of course, tell you, you know, what we're discussing because, you know, it's kind of like what stays in a pastor's meeting stays in a pastor's meeting stays in a pastor's meeting. But I think what's come out of that has been just true. I don't want to say, I don't want to trivialize it and say koinonia, but there's really come a brotherly love out of that, a really uh, a closeness, a phileo love. And that that is just all of us together. We're in this together. We love each other. How can we help? You know, a brother might have a need and how can we go help him with that need? It's not about, you know, how many people does he have in his congregation? But that's my brother. He needs my help. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go help him mm-hmm. and, you know, be there. You know, if he's going to be Moses, I'm going to be Aaron or I'm going to be her and I'm going to hold <laughs> his arm up so he can, you know, proclaim. So Joshua down in the valley wins the victory. Yeah, in the that's, light of what you're saying, that's what's we, we really are seeing what Jesus said. By, and, and Paul, of course, encouraged us with by, by love. They will know that we are related to him. And so uh, we're we're having that opportunity. And have you seen it affect the congregations in a deep way? Oh, yeah. I've I've seen it affect the congregation that I'm blessed to, to shepherd. And I've actually talked to people from other churches who, you know, say, you know, I used to go to that congregation years ago, and, and it was kind of, focused all about themselves, but it's such a blessing to see you guys when you guys are all together and you're standing there. We know that the body of Christ is united and we know that we can defeat the enemy and we can make changes in our community and we can, you know, trans see transformation truly happening because we see it with you guys. Because you guys come from such varied backgrounds, varied uh languages, you know, ec- social economics and but yet, when it comes time for us to pull together, like you said, on the National Day of Prayer, those those united nights of worship are so powerful wow. because we're just coming together, standing side by side. Our worship teams are together, and and nobody's wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm from this church. I'm from that <laughs> I love church. it. We are the body, right. the body of Christ worshiping. So even, so you know, a Southern Baptist guy like me, you know, I might throw my hands up. You what? Know, and, what did and you say? Like to... <laughs> <laughs> well, would you agree with me that this is probably the devil's greatest concern? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Because I agree with you, and I believe the evidence is there in that as we share together as pastors, you know, one guy will say, well, hey, I've been attacked over here. And this, this, yeah. I'm dealing with this. Or another guy said, I'm dealing with that. 
And what's, what I think just causes the devil even more confusion and, and, and angst, if you will, is that as we're sharing, we're saying, okay, brother, we're going to come stand with you against, against that. We'll stand right, together yes. with you. I hate to cut you I'm off. together with you here. I hate to like, cut you oh, off. I, I would just love to keep talking, but I know, we're I would out too. of time. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Th- I just want to thank you for calling in and sharing with San Diego your your perspective. And this is Pastor Roland Slade. He's the uh, pastor at Meridian Southern Baptist Church in El Cajon, and uh, George Runyon is uh, in El Cajon as well. And he goes around to churches all over the county, but also in East County as well. You will see both of them. You can find George by just looking for the gray area. You'll find him in the gray areas. <laughs> That's his hoary head, as the Bible talks about. George, good to have you. And Roland, thank you for joining us for your color commentary as well. And uh, we'll be bringing both of you back as well. But uh, a, a parting uh, quick word to our listeners. Yeah, if anybody is interested in taking a look at the website, it's sdccm.org. Uh, and uh, we'll put a daily devotional yep. up there. Yep, yep. And uh, there's other information. There you go. George Runyon, thank you for joining me and rolling, of course, obviously as well. Can you believe the two hours has gone so quickly? I mean, what did Face we do out. today? We uh, uh, tickled your sense of humor and uh, with the comedy team of Go Branson and, and Byrne for the first hour. And then we stirred your sense of, I guess you'd say, adventure by visiting Cuba in the first 30 minutes of the second se- uh, segment. And then we've spoken about what God is doing in San Diego County in uh, in East County and in San Diego County as well. And it was all tied to the amazing name of this show called Come Together San Diego. And we're going to find out more in other shows. So do not go away. Put us on your must-listen list for Saturdays between 5 and 7 p.m. Come Together San Diego. And uh, we love you. And we'll be talking to you again very soon. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.